Yes. No phones on the table. Episode 60? Yeah, I think so. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I could look it up. I'm looking right now. <clears throat> I think so. Uh, uh, definitely not. 57. Way, way off. Way the fuck off. <clears throat> so here we are. Here we are. And here we go. So it's... No, it's not Monday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Three-day weekends, man. You get me every time. How was yours? It was phenomenal because it was a four-dayer. Yeah. Friday off. The peasants still had to work. The peasants that worked on Friday. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the peasants worked on Friday. I did not. Uh Ended up getting, what did we do Friday? I don't remember Friday. Completely. Came in the shop. Was that Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Went over, got chicken feed. Uh, oh, bought a new jack because Ooh. fucking Chud took his back, fucker. <laughs> so I needed God to. God damn him for taking his own things back. I had to go back and... Uh, so I picked up a new one, then worked, got all the chicken stuff. We did some work around the chicken coop, I think, work around the house, dropped a tree on Saturday. Not one of the ones that was slated for death, but my wife comes in and she's like, hey, I think this tree's dead. You want to cut it down? We were talking about Friday night. Yeah. Saturday morning, got up, laced up the boots. Went out, fired up the chainsaw, never even looked up at the tree, just here's where I'm going to cut it, this is where I'm going to fall it, fell it. Like, let's go. Fucking thing hits the ground, and I start walking down it, like starting to limit. I'm like, oh, fuck, this thing's full of buds. It was it was like a day from, like, completely flowering. <laughs> and I was like, huh. Well, fuck it. The tree's dead. And yeah. it's right next to one of the pear trees we have, so it actually kind of works out. So the yeah. pear tree has more room now. The kids have more room. They've got one less tree to run into on their fucking Indy 500 loop around the uh, <laughs> backyard. Yeah, I uh, had my first three-day weekend. Actually, it was like two-and-a-half-day weekend for me because I worked my part-time job on Sunday. Um, but Saturday, so Friday night, I went and got my new pistol. Uh Went over to the in-laws and showed that. Showed it to my father-in-law. Uh, Saturday morning, I had my original plan was to go turkey hunting. But I decided, let's get up early and go to the range for when legal shooting starts, which was 9 a.m. So we got there right at that time. Put 100 rounds through that. Um, then we were... We had to go to Exeter for, like, 1 o'clock. Yeah. So we got out of the... We were done at the range by, like, 10.30. So to kill some time, we went and went to my part-time job's place to look at some plants and shit like that. Did that. Um, really trying to gussy up the place, huh? Oh, yeah. We got two hanging plants, and then... How's, Tom, how's Tom and Jerry? They're good. They're good. Uh Growing like weeds, but they're not. They're tomato plants. Growing like tomatoes, perfect. Yeah. Uh, 
So I probably I should post some updates to the mainly stupid page. I have, I have pictures. Um, so did that. Went to Exeter. Checked out my parents' new place that they're going to be moving into here in a few weeks. Um, hung out with my uncle who lives there for a little while. Shot the shit with him. Got an Xbox 360 that he gave me for free. So I now have a gaming system, which... What are you going to do? My... Uh, see, kind of like you, we I think it was one, one of our last episodes we talked about it. I've never really had one. I've had them, played them for a little while, and then got rid of them. Because Legit never owned a gaming system. Yeah. With the exception of Wii Sports after college. Yeah. Like, see, I've had, I've never had, like, the best one. It's yeah. always, like, I had, I had an Xbox that I played, like, my senior year in high school that summer because I was stuck in a wheelchair all summer. So I played that, and... That I didn't have anything until now. Yeah. And he gave me... I, so it was free. So... Yeah, you're not going to turn it down whether you... Yeah. Worst comes to worse, I use it as a DVD player. And you can use it... It hooks to the Wi-Fi, so you can use it as a streaming device if you need to. But... So, did that. He... The game that came with it was Red Redemption... Red Death Redemption. Yeah. Which is basically Grand Theft Auto, but in the wild, wild west. So yeah. So stealing horses and shit. Perfect. So I did, like, two missions, and then I just started killing people. I mean, that's... Playing poker and... Yeah. You know. So find I did that. Find any whores? Uh, I found a couple, but apparently... I don't know what you're going to do to... Not enough money? Yeah, I guess. But, so we did that. Gotta get better at the poker. Um, and played, I downloaded a demo of Call of Duty. I don't even know which Call of Duty it was, but, like, you get to do one mission. So I did that, and I think I played it a total of an hour since I got it. I don't know. Maybe I'll play it. Maybe I won't, but it was free. So did that. I think I said I did that 400 times in the last two minutes. Sunday worked half a day, hung out the rest of the day. Then Monday, slept in a little, uh, hung out at the house, and then went to the in-laws and had a barbecue. Yeah, Sunday I ripped the alternator out of my car for the second time. I got to go fucking mail it. God damn it, didn't do that today. (laughs) Oh, well. Um, and then the parents took the kids. First time being kidless since early March. Yeah. And we went over town, got some sushi to go, grabbed a couple brews, sat down in the beat on the beach in the truck, having some beers, having some sushis. And I will maintain is my favorite role. I've I love like spicy like tuna or anything like that. But they do a seared steak. Yeah. With, uh, sh- <clears throat> I think it's shrimp inside. On like a sushi roll, it is so good. Yeah. It's just not something you normally have. Like it's normally all fish, or fish based or vegetables. But yeah, this one was a. Uh, I guess you maybe we should do this for a segment on the podcast sometime where you go find some non-shellfish sushi for me to try because I've never eaten it. I mean, it's literally like, so what you... I think it'd be entertaining for people at home to just watch me try to use chopsticks. And, I was going to say, how's your chopstick sushi? skills? Not very good, but... I've told the story. I mean, all you got to do is get blackout drunk and you pick it up. Yeah. Not sure how, but I mean, it's been a life skill that I've held with me, so I really can't say it was, you know... Yeah. A completely wasted event. <laughs> well, that's good. But then uh, Monday morning, oh, we had our neighbor, four houses down. She came down, hung out, had some beers around the fire. And she your age or our age? Yeah, she's younger, a little bit younger. Good head on the shoulders. 
local from here? Or? Uh, nope. She's from Jacksonville, Florida. Why the fuck did she come to Maine? Um, actually, never got into that part of it. I really don't know. Well, she works at the shipyard. Yeah. So she's an, a mechanical engineer at the shipyard. But she gradu- She went to Kings Point, where I turned down Kings Point because it's a military academy. And that yeah. just, I, it just wouldn't have happened real well for me. Um, but the, uh, so her and her husband both went to Kings Point. He's from Portland. That's how they ended up. Okay. He's from the Portland area. Um, he ships. She used to ship. Now she works at the shipyard. But she actually taught the ROTC up at May Maritime this year for her active duty, like, check mark. Yeah. Because. For going to a military yeah. school. Um. But yeah, it was cool to finally like we've never, you know, Steve who's been on the podcast was uh, his friend works with her. Yeah, and he's like always over there hanging out with them, and he's like, you should probably come over and meet your neighbors one time. And so like two weeks ago, I went up to his place for a little bonfire, and met up, and then exchanged pleasantries, and then said, you know, come on down. We got no kids. It's sort of sane down here now. So yeah, at least. Come down, and then sat, uh, Monday morning we got up very late. Normally, I like to be up early, go fishing early. Yeah. Um, we talked about it right before we started recording tonight, where your only trip up there was extremely hungover and um, a lot of nap times. Yeah, slept in the truck. Um, Puked outside the truck. Went back to sleep in the truck. Yeah. But... So, uh, yeah, we didn't get up to like 8.30. And then it was like, all right, well, I guess we'll roll up there, see what's happening. Pull up. Very well-known stream in Maine. I mean, it's the Presumpscot. It's right off of Sebago. It's in a fly fishing only spot. There was like six dudes all trying to fish like subsurface, like nymph fishing or streamer, whatever they were doing. Yeah. I didn't really care. I I'm a dry fly or die guy. I I don't care. I mean, I I will fucking throw dry flies until I can't throw flies anymore before I go to a wet fly. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I find more art in it. There's way more presentation. There's way more skill involved in dry fly fishing than I think there is anything else. But, yeah. Um, we went up there and I put on my wife and I both. Just put on a fucking clinic. I have, I took pictures of I think nine or ten fish, and I stop. I stopped taking pictures. I think I caught like fourteen fish in under under two hours. Good size total. Not bad. A couple like sixteens. Couple, yeah. couple one or two eighteens, and then like fourteen to sixteen was the majority of them. But awesome fish for a three weight. Now I'm fishing a three weight with six X leader, like yeah. super small, super t- light tackle, like, and just absolutely fucking crushing fish. And I started with one fly, and then I was like, I just, like rolled back the memory, and I was like, nope, go to this fly. Yeah, changed to it and just started fucking hammering fish. I mean, it was to the point like I brought a fish in, unhooked it, re like cleaned the fly off, got it all ready. Dropped it in to, like, start spooling out again. A fish hit it and just... It was just like... It was like taking candy from a baby. Yeah. And there was a picture. I got a... I'll post the zoomed-in picture um, on our Instagram later today. But it's just this dude in the background. My wife's hooked up on a fish on her five weight. And he's just... His fucking jaw's in the water. He's drowning himself, like... I felt sort of bad because he was, like, fishing with his kid. Like, if that dude had come any closer, I would have been like, hey, here, I will cast up to you. If you have anything that looks like that, put it on. Like, yeah. I have no problem sharing that with, like, someone that's, like, True. yeah, you know, trying to fish with their kid. Now, the five dudes that were just downstream of me and the one dude that was, like, right across from me just watching catch fish in his face, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you when I'm leaving, like, if you ask, but... Yeah. And, I mean, if I'm fishing with anybody I know, I'll definitely help you out, like... 
when Chad and I or my old man and I go up, like I'll text someone, be like, "Look, switch to this, go to this, like yeah. try and work this out." Like, yeah, I want everyone to be, you know, successful, but just not as success- successful as you. Yeah, I mean, between the two of us, we caught almost thirty fish in two hours. That's awesome. It was fucking insane. Yeah, it was just, it was nonstop. It was to the point where it was like, you know, normally when like. You're getting ready to leave fishing, especially where it's like, all right, last cast. It was literally, we looked at each other and we were like, all right, one more fish each. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was that good where it was just like. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And like, Leah was like three casts. And then she, I was in the middle of retying a fly on when she caught her fish. I netted it for her. And then she's like, well, here, do you want to just go back? Because we had switched rods. Um she was getting tired of throwing her five. And I was like, well, I'd actually really like to fish like the far, far bank. Like it's kind of windy. My three weight, I can get it there, but it's, I'm working my ass off to try and get it. And I can't get it where I want it. Yeah. So I took her five weight and literally it was like two casts hooked up, fought the fish in, released it, took a picture. On we went. That's beautiful. I fucking, I'm all, I'm back in. I'm like, (laughs) I bought my fishing license this year. I looked at my fly fishing stuff, left it there. Um, I also bought my wife a fishing license this year, so I think we're just going to go up brook trout fishing one day with its spin rods. Right down the road from you, pal. Yeah. No, I need to go. It's just... I, I need to get the ambition to go. Uh, See, I need to just get... <sighs> you need a day like you had. You oh, know, yeah. Where you're successful for two hours, and that's just enough to, to hook you. Well, it's, I mean, it's not, it, I'm past that, and I'll go and not catch a fish for fucking three hours. I don't care. Yeah. Like, it, not so much there, but, like, there's other spots where I'll go fish, like, up north, like, go up to the wild. I don't care if I catch a fucking fish. Yeah. Like, you're literally just walking there's been more deer and moose and fucking bears where you are than humans. Yeah. Like, no, that's always cool. That's, <clears throat> I was talking to my wife yesterday because her and her, her father and I both put in for the moose permit. And we were talking about, you know, obviously our chances are fairly slim of getting picked. Yeah. And my wife's like, I've never even seen a live moose. I said, well, hopefully the first one you see, is dies right be- very yeah, shortly is, after. Is right before I shoot it, and uh, so we'll see what happens. But I'm sure. Well, we need to do. I think we should do a forks trip. I would love to. I love the forks. We'll do a forks fishing trip. I would like to go up there, or we could do a boys trip. I would like to. My what I really want to do is rent a side by side. Yeah. Or borrow a side-by-side to do the ATVing thing, mix in a little fishing. You know, I was talking to a guide when I was up there snowmobiling this past, you know, beginning of March. And I think it's 600 bucks, eight hours, with a guide on the river right there. Yeah. And he said on a slow day, it's no less than 50 fish caught. Yeah. And on a busy day, it's like you can't even keep track. And they go out before they release the water for the rafters. Yeah. And, um, you know, just fish their way down the river. And by the time they get to the end, you're bass fishing, but you're catching, you know, bass on lightweight tackle and just having a blast. And I thought five or 600 bucks was pretty reasonable. That's not bad. For I mean, eight hours a day. It's, and it, that's for the is that the boat or per person? That's, uh, I think it's two people and a guide. Five hundred bucks each, so a thousand bucks. Which that's still too much. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I have the brochure at home. I'll have to look at it. Yeah. Like we were trying, my boss's father, who is just absolutely. I mean, he's a, he's a. Avid outdoorsman. Yeah. And and he likes to go to, up in that area, these backcountry ponds and sinking flies, sinking line, 
and he catches fish. He does a good job with it. I've caught fish with him doing it. First time I ever fly fished was with him on wet flies, and we caught nice trout out of a canoe in this back wilderness pond. And but, and he's like, "Nah, if I want to fucking dry fly fish, I might as well just stick a worm in the water." Da da da. I'm like, I was like, "Why? Why not go and just catch?" A hundred fish, and, yeah, and not give a shit what you're doing. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's funny you mention that because Leah and I had that conversation because I have a very competitive mindset. Yep, I'm a very competitive person, and when it comes to like, I would always like to kill the most birds, catch the most fish, catch the biggest fish. But with fly fishing, I don't really care if I'm catching huge fish. Like, yeah. You know, especially, like, up there where it's all stocked. Like, you can go up there. There's a pool. It's called the aquarium pool. Like, you can literally go up with a good pair of glasses, look down, and see monsters. Yeah. You know, like, 24 to 26-inch just, just brood, brood stock is what it is. Um, and they're just, they're massive fish. But it's like, what am I going to do? Try and sit here and snag fish? Like, yeah. they're down there. They're not, they don't want to come up. Like, they come up when they That's need to. That's how they to. get that big or yeah. stay that big. So it's like I would rather go catch the active fish, you know, catch. They fight a lot better. Oh, fuck yeah. Smaller fish fight way better. Well, it's like there's a stream. That's why I love catching schoolie stripers. Yeah. Because they just, it's so much, especially a light tackle, whether it's a fly rod or a spinning rod, it's a blast because you're fighting them. Yeah. You catch a 38-inch striper, it's like pulling in a fucking boot. Yeah, it's just donkey fishing yeah. at that point. And that and that's like goes back to like why I don't offshore fish up here. Yeah. It's like what am I gonna do? Drop down fucking two hundred feet and catch cod? Like really? Yeah. I could fucking practice and just have my kid run away from me and then just reel her in. Yeah. Like it's the same fucking thing. She might fight more. <laughs> Be like a tuna. But you know, I would like I do wanna catch a tuna. Um Event one day, that's on the list. Yeah, but I'd be I'm, like I'm way more into. I would rather go. I want to do the. It's uh, power wheels. No, oh. I want to do the billfish. You know, yeah, grand slam. Like that's that's my bucket list. First and foremost, and then from there on, like whatever, we'll find more stuff. Like I want to catch a rooster on a fly. Yeah. I mean, as far as outdoor stuff goes, I mean, the biggest thing I want to do now is shoot a, is shoot a deer. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a, I'd like to shoot a good-sized deer. Shooting a moose would be awesome, but you got to get drawn first. And, you know, I may have 20 years until that happens. So that's fine. It is what it is. I, I just, like, I love the Kakajo area of Maine. I don't know yeah. if you've ever spent any time up there. That's where I put in for the moose permit. You have less chance of getting picked there because there's not as many permits. But I know that area just from partridge hunting. Right. <laughs> and so it's just you get – you drive six hours north of here, and it's like you're on a different planet. The mindset's different. The lifestyle's different. You're literally in God's country. It's – uh it's incredible. And if more people, I'm glad more people don't know about it because it'd be less for us to enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's what I mean. I, the Forks, it does get populated. I'm hoping this year it doesn't. You know, I, I think this year might be the year that I pay someone to either take my children or drop them off with different grandparents and have them rotate but yeah. like take a take a four or five day I've my parents like four years ago got me a oh a weekend or a, th- a four day four day three night stay at some camp yeah like up on somewhere up in the forks I, I don't even remember it's somewhere in my, actually I think it's in my desk but and you still haven't done it I haven't done it because it was like you know, but it was when we had moved to this house, so it was like, we had both kids, and it's like, yep. what am I supposed to, like, 
I can't really leave a less than one year old. I can't leave a, you know, so. Yeah. Now both my parents home. The only problem is it's going to be hard to swing it without taking my father. And then yeah. leaving both kids with my mother is not going to happen either. So it's like, okay. Oh, chickens are out. That little white asshole. <laughs> yeah, so I I enjoyed the... It, so my biggest fear with the three-day weekend was coming back to work today and how busy we were going to be, which we were fucking wild. Like I texted you. At yeah, quarter of six. Saying I'm still here, and all I was doing was doing parts orders because I didn't have time to do it. I didn't check my email until this afternoon, and I had 125 emails <laughs> just from over the weekend. And um, so I stayed at work until six just to get that shit done. And um, we <clears throat> we did just the back counter, our two registers. Yeah, was little under fifty grand, so it good was day. a very good day, um, and I think we made up for being closed on Saturday. Honestly, yeah, um, and who knows? Would we have been? You know, we may we would have been busy Saturday, but would we have been this busy today? Right, I don't know. So, like the whole day, I was like, yeah, this this is busy, but. I wouldn't trade it for not having Saturday off because that was, I needed it. It was awesome. Yeah. That's one thing, like, I've been, I don't know, like, with my new role in my job and whatever, like, I've got a new outlook on, like, work. Yeah. And actually, I talked to uh, Joan, who was on the podcast. I talked to her a bunch today about, like, what she wants to do going forward and like ideas and just like kind of workshopping a few things, but then like also being like, you know, look, you got to watch out for some of this stuff and like this. And, you know, like one of the things I said to her, and I don't really treat it this way completely, but I try to where it's like work is eight hours or whatever your work day is like eight or nine or 10 hours. That's, it is what it is. And when you walk out that door, like you still have two thirds to, over half the day to decide how your day really is. Cause like she and that's was, what I need to work on more. She was really upset with like her current boss and whatever. And I'm like, you're there eight hours. That's it. You've got two thirds of a day, you know? Yes. Okay. You might sleep for another third, but that still leaves you with the equal amount of suck to make it good yeah. and do what you want to do. And like, it's it's, t- it's really it, tough to do that. If, if like, it a thousand percent is, and it's taken me a very long time yeah. to get there, and it, it really because I, I I tend to care too much about like my like I mean tonight like I worked until almost five o'clock tonight, but like there was times during the day today I spent an hour and a half on hold with a fucking personal phone call. I was still working, but I was on you know I was doing other stuff, so I was like you know I'll, I'll work a little extra, but yeah. at the same time. When work's over, like, I now, the one biggest thing I did, and it's been a lifesaver, is I don't have my work email on my phone. Yeah. You know, for... Yeah, see, that's one thing. I <laughs> My work email is my email. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not all work stuff, but there's, I'll get an email about an order or, you know, certain customers email me and it's... When you work in a place for the better part of two decades, you can't. It's it's really hard not to bring that shit home with you. A thousand percent. And uh, but there's and I never like ten years ago I didn't bring it home with me. Yeah. But ten years ago I was a different person, you know. And and now I'm I'm looking at the situation as I'm going to be at this place for another ever ever you know (laughs) infinity so it's what i'm gonna do so i might as well put my whole ass into it rather than you know as nick offerman says why half-ass one thing when you can whole ass or half-ass two things and you can whole ass one thing something like that i don't know yeah well and i'm 
Trust me. I mean, that's why I left when I did. Like, yeah, you know? I think I think you your your work life is much better now. I mean, and you've also compared to the last time you were at Seabrook. Now you've got two kids and yeah, a and different got, house, and it's I've got way more time. Like, it's something I've sort of reflected on and been like. I was still able to do, like, this shit. Like, I was still able to fish, even when I was a supervisor. Like, I was able to go fishing. Like, yeah. and it was something I took for granted, like, way more. Like, not that Casco wasn't a great time, but I was gone so much. Like, yeah. when I was home, I really wasn't fi- I mean, I did not fish at all the past two years. Or three years. Yeah. Like, barely at all. I still have yet to catch a fucking goddamn striper on a fly rod. Like, out of all the fly fishing I've done in my life, I've never caught a fucking striper on a fly rod. Yeah. They're literally a mile away from me. It's amazing. So, it's like, all right, that's a goal for the summer. Like. Yeah. I. So, I just look at, you know, but it's like, you know, where do you, where do you, the other, the other half of that is, it's like where you focus your energy after that work day. Yeah. You know, do you, there are days where you have to kind of stick with kind of the mindset you were in at work and get it out. Like, it's not great to hold it in. I'm terrible at it. I'm admittedly very bad at, I don't ever voice my feelings or, you know, talk about it. Like, my wife has tried to get more of that, but then at the same time, she doesn't talk about her feelings with me either, so I don't really care. Yeah. But, it's, you know, it's... Yeah, I'm not a big feeling sharer. No. And I mean... No phone's on the table. I'm trying to text with a listener. <laughs> um, I just think that, you know, <coughs> being able to mentally check out of work is a huge thing for me personally that I had to figure out. And yeah. now I, I really have. Like, it took, like, some spite and, like, you know... Are there times where people probably want me to be more engaged? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I don't really fucking care at this point. In this weekend, like, I didn't I didn't really talk. I mean, I talked about work, but until last night at about, like, six or seven, yeah, I wasn't in work mode. Yeah. Know? And it was, it was really nice. And today, like, I told my, I, I told Barbara, I was like, you know what? Yeah, we're busy today, but the mental health aspect of it it's was huge. It was way better having Saturday off because we all needed it. Yeah, the guys and it, everybody was in an all right mood. Like it didn't. It was not a Monday. It was not. It was because, a Tuesday, right? But I mean, like even after holidays, like being someone that has had a lot of Monday holidays off. Yeah, Tuesdays normally follow and just say, "Oh, you thought Monday." Normally sucks. Well, now I'm a Tuesday, and I'm going to fuck you twice as hard. Yeah. So, like, that's where, like, I mean, today was, you know, it was great for me. Like, I didn't, I had a couple conversations with people. Otherwise, I was left alone. I got my shit done. And yeah. And it was, I think, I think everybody as a whole, you know, that is working right now needed that three-day weekend. I th- I th- yeah. I think it was big for a lot of the people. Um, and I know some people didn't get to do it, but their time's coming and, you know, hopefully they will. And it, it really, I think it made a big difference in my morale towards work because I was, we were fucking nose to the grindstone from quarter of eight until when I got my truck and pulled out of the parking lot. It was busy. And, uh. And normally when it's busy like that, there's a couple of times of the day where I get agitated or something bothers me. I didn't have any of that today. So we'll see. Hopefully that lasts a little while. Um, you know, because 4th of July is on a Saturday this year. So that I'm sure that'll be another three-day weekend for a lot of people. Yeah. Still be a two-day actual weekend for oh, me. I got to look that up. Can I pull a fucking five-dayer? <laughs> oh, would that be fucking some slick? We were kind of thinking that, you know. I was like, so we're we gonna close Friday, this for this one, and I didn't get a flat out no. Oh, 
But I think it'd almost be better to close. I think I'd get fucked. Be almost better to close Monday. Nope, I'm taking the second off. Fuck them. Supposed to be my off Friday on the third. But I get paid for the holiday. So therefore, my Thursday is my off. Yeah, we're taking a four-dayer. Yeah. Why not? Might as Who well. knows if the country's going to be... I mean, I, I, we've had a very good conversation so far, and I really don't <laughs> want to delve too, too deep into this bullshit. Yeah. But sort of the elephant in the room of, you know, opening back up and just the shit I've seen. Like... I don't know. I there were so many goddamn Massachusetts plates in this fucking state. Yeah, exactly. And you know, everywhere, everybody was out doing shit. And I think it's only gonna Fourth of July. Yeah, the fireworks have been canceled and stuff like that. You know what that means? Personal just, fireworks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what it's gonna be. The lake houses are gonna be packed with people. The it is what it is. We're it's. We're not China. We're not Germany. We're not the UK. We're we're a different country. And is it the smartest thing? Who knows? Is it the best thing? Who knows? Nobody knows. No. So, I mean, what you say is wrong. What he says is wrong. What she says is wrong. What they say is right. It's that's as much as I want to talk about it tonight, and that's where I'm going to leave it. But it. There's there's no good answer to anything that we're doing. There's no data that you can go, all right, that's correct. There's zero of that. So mass, no mass. It, it is what it is. So we went up. We went. We stopped at a sandwich shop. Not far from Zum Scott. It's an awesome little place. It's on the corner right by the boat launch on the south side of Tobago. Walked in, no masks. Nobody in there wearing masks. Yes. Nobody. The farther you get north, the less you're going to see of this shit. Right. Well, until you hit Portland. Yeah. Portland, I think, is... But north of Portland? Yeah. I don't think you're going to see it. And, like... But, I mean, the amount of people that were in there, like... One dude walks in, you know, walks around the store twice, you know, orders, and then puts a mask on. And I'm just like, you know... I mean, if it makes you feel better, that's fine. It's kind of what I've always said all the way along. Like, do you? I don't fucking care. Yeah. I'm going to do me. If you have a problem with what I'm doing, kindly go fornicate yourself outside. Other than that, like, let's do the damn thing. And then, you know, the only funny thing I'll say about the whole thing was watching a lady run down long sands, like running on the beach alone. With a mask on. I said that Saturday. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you... Like, My wife and I were driving, and there was an old lady walking down the road in North Berwick by herself, nobody around her, with a mask on. I was like, imagine being... And it goes back to, if you want to wear a mask, that's fine. I Wear one. But imagine being, you know, that worried or because... They, t- somebody told you, you have to wear a mask. Yeah. That you're going to wear one anytime you leave your house. Driving, walking. I had, there was, and then we said it on the last episode, and we went right down the fucking rabbit hole with this. Um, people with masks, as much as, they say it is it, it shouldn't be the case. Social distancing is gone yes. when somebody's wearing a mask. I mm-hmm. watched it today. Somebody came in my work with a mask on, walked around the counter. It was this close <laughs> to my boss looking at parts on the computer. He didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care. She obviously didn't. But it's like, that's still too fucking close. That's mm-hmm. close without a pandemic. You can get, get back up. You know? There's certain situations where it's necessary, you know. Well, and I mean, certain cases, like it, if you have someone close to you, if you have someone you're around a lot that is, you know, 
their whether their immune system's compromised, whether whatever the case is, then fucking by all means do you. Yeah. But do not attack other people. Like, and that's where, like, I'm just, like, you know, I'm not a big, like, hey, everybody, let's get along type of person. But it's either that or I just start killing people. And it's, like, I don't really feel like doing that right now. And then, you know, looking at the biggest, I'm going to kind of pivot this because I want to get away from it and talk about it sort of in, like, an enlightened fashion. I want to know what the history books are going to say about this. Yeah. Because Leah and I were talking about it. Like, <clears throat> as you as you grow up and as you understand stuff, like, you start realizing, like, there was a black hole, like, in our education system. Yeah. You know, because we were learning from books. Because we did have textbooks that were from fucking 1992 when we were in fucking high school in 2002. Like, you know, so there's, there are black holes in the history in which we were taught that, Either you choose to go back and learn and read about, or you don't and just ignore it and hope it never happened. Either way, whatever. But, like, history has always seemed, at least, very Mm non-political, very non-biased. Yeah. But in the climate in which we live in currently, is that possible to maintain that type of... 50 years from now, what are they going to say about this? Exactly. You know, look, well, I mean, like, when my girls are learning about, you know, the 2020 pandemic, because it's, you know, lives 10 years away from high school, so yeah. that should be something they're taught. Like, What are they... I mean, and, it's been a while since we were in high school. You know, what do they teach about 9-11? You know, how is that portrayed? As Bunch far of towel-headed as, motherfuckers. Um, you know, <laughs> exactly. How is that brought in? What type of history is that? You know, is Right. It, but I just mean, like, from, like, this pandemic, where it's been so divisive and so political. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I guess, like, the, you know, the Cold War, or the Korean War, especially... In Vietnam, we're very political, but you still can look back and see the history, and it stays pretty apolitical. Like Mm -hmm. you know, down the middle, like this is why we went there. This is what some people felt. This is the other way. Like you know, is that reporting? Is that history going to be written the same? And it's Mm -hmm. like it's very interesting to like think about. And like I don't know how I ended up like we talked about that. Well, it was really the only thing we talked about. You don't realize. Pivoting again, you don't realize how much fucking kids talk until you're in the truck alone without them. <laughs> Dude, we drove all the way from my house to the Presumpscot. I think we said nine words. It was beautiful. Yeah, just a nice quiet truck ride. Just hammer up ninety five. Get off. Drive up three o two. Just not saying much. Just. Driving, enjoying the peace and quiet. So, I mean, you have that to look forward to, pal. I do. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, it was like we drove, I mean, like the way home from fishing, we ate sandwiches half the way, and then we, we talked about like that the rest of the way. But like the way up, we didn't talk about a fucking thing. It was just quiet, silence, just driving. Yeah. It was so nice. (laughs) As I'm not sure how much anyone that's listening to this live or will be on the podcast listening later, but all I can hear is fucking gravel and plastic tires out back right now, which is great. I mean, I'm glad they're getting... Kind of sounds like the ocean crashing. Yes. Just... (laughs) Kids are lovely. They're... uh... They're our future. Very uh, scary. So, speaking of history, been listening to a Jocko podcast. Uh huh. And this is on a subject that both you and I enjoy. He is interviewing the the founder of Top Gun. Uh huh. Dan Pedersen is his name. Uh, I believe his nickname 
is Yank or something like that. But call sign. Yeah. Um, combat veteran from Vietnam. Thanks, John Hernandez923. You're Wait. welcome. He said, you guys are great. I'll check out the rest later. Oh, that's a customer of mine. Good guy. Become a friend over the years. But uh, Come buy more stuff at Elliott Small Engine. <laughs> Heard there's a big sale this week. No, there isn't. Zero percent off. <laughs> uh, free smiles, though. Free, yeah. And they were, they were plentiful today. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Um, but Yank's talking about, you know, how at one point the armed forces pivoted away from dogfighting. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, target-based fighting and stuff like that. Um, so he mentions, he's like, I was in a bar in San Diego, you know, an officer's bar, and you overhear these guys talking about this place, you know, like this this undisclosed location that all the pilots go to to practice dogfighting. And this was before Top Gun. Yeah. And so he's like, so I figured out where it was, and it's Air Force, Navy, Marine Corps, Army, anybody, any of the armed forces that has planes, they go out there and they... You know, you sign out a jet, and you go out and practice this dogfighting. And, and it was, like, it was grounds for big trouble if you got caught yeah. doing this shit. And, but th- what the Vietnam War taught them was that you need to be able to do dogfighting. You know, I forget right. what they, the, the term was that they used for it. So that's how Top Gun came into play, and... The book, like the book they're talking about, is called Top Gun, and uh, the dude's a fucking badass. And Jocko has because Jocko doesn't know much about, you know, aviation and shit like that. He was a SEAL. He has his buddy on who was a modern day Top Gun guy, yeah. instructor, you know that that type of thing, Marine Corps guy. And it was, it's, I'm only halfway through it, but it's been badass to listen to. Well, my family friend, she was one of the first, she was, I believe, the first female fighter pilot. That's cool. Fighter pilots are badass. And she's, she followed in her dad's footsteps, became a fighter pilot, and now she flies commercial, but then also flies dogs. Um, she has a company. I, I should reach out to her. It would be a fantastic conversation. Actually. Yeah. So she does. Um, it's called Island Dog Rescue. And because down in like the Bahamian Islands yeah. and all the islands in the Caribbean, there's just fucking stray dogs everywhere. Yep. And so they go down and rescue them and fly them out on either private or chartered planes back to the States and then ship them out to different, you know, places to be adopted. Yeah, let's get her on. I should, I'll, I'll send her a message right now. That's a, yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a pretty cool person that I've <laughs> yeah. been sitting on and not talking about, uh, whoops. <laughs> um, but yeah, great weekend. Short week this week, which is nice. Only a five-day work week. Tomorrow's payday, which is nice. Um, yeah. Fuck you, yeah. yeah Goddamn. I, I get paid on Wednesday, so. Money. Work one day, get paid. Then, you know, three more for, yeah, three more days and Sunday off-ish. Yeah. So. At least it's been nice out. Hasn't been, you know, the first three weeks of this bullshit. It was drizzly and rainy. Three weeks, like fucking six whatever. weeks, yeah. But you know, there's no rain in sight until this weekend. No, in the next three days, there's high seventies, uh, like ninety tomorrow. Yeah. Ugh. Today wasn't bad. Short sleeve. I I put this on when I left work, but I. uh 
I put on shorts to come out and record. I had sweatpants on. <laughs> <laughs> I got up at like 5.15 this morning, threw on sweatpants, fuzzy Crocs and a fucking this shirt and just went to work, rolled into the office and hit it hard. Yep. There's, I mean, I love working from home. Yeah. I don't think it's going to last too, too much longer, so. You know what that's going to do? This, you know, all these kids seeing their parents work from home. They're not going to go out and become grocery store clerks. That's for sure. Well, it was actually funny. I actually, I saw a, it was like a little short TikTok or something today about a guy that was like, you know, my first job was working in a gas station. Yeah. And he's like, and, you know. A lot of people thought that, you know, a lot of people, when you tell that to them, is like, oh, well, that's sort of a shit job. And he's like, I woke up every day, had ironed my uniform. You know, it was like, it, it was in Texas, like it was expected. And he's like, and through being professional and being, in, you know, being courteous to all the customers, you know, I met this guy. And I went to work for him and got a six-figure salary by selling cars. And then yep. I went back and, you know, continued to get my degree and then went on and did this and then did this. And he's like, and not once did anyone ask me about my degree, but understood, like, where I was coming from. And it's like, it is it is very true. It's getting harder and harder if you go into, like, more of a corporate world. But I think you're going to start seeing a lot less of the corporate world. Look around, man. Yeah. Look, ar- look around who's working right now. And... uh you know, a lot of the corporate people are able to work from home, and and that's great. I find more power to you, but you know, working from home doesn't build a house either. So maybe the trades will get a bump up from this. I don't know. I don't know if nursing's going to get a bump up from this. You know, those it's going to be tough. It's going to be weird for the next couple of years, but. I, well, so this is my, I will go out on this, and this will be our last time talking about the pandemic, maybe. I'm going to try. Maybe. I'm going to try. But. For the record, I didn't bring it up. No? Well, you sort of did. I guess I did, yeah. But, like, I keep seeing this everywhere, right? You see it all the time where it's like, this is the new normal. This is the new normal. It's only the new normal if you accept it. And I don't think we have to accept it. Like, there's nothing that's backing this to accept it other than demands from people that probably shouldn't be making demands. Yeah. And especially where it's inconsistent demands. Like, you can't tell me that face masks are the new normal when 70% of the states are not requiring it. So it's it's not the new normal. That video that you posted on Instagram. Dude, it was so good. That was spot on. It's exactly how I feel. Yeah. I could, and like... I, and it made so much sense. Yeah. And I wish more people would listen to that guy. You know, and if and you he's a comedian. Wear a, mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. But if you do want to wear a mask, leave me alone. Right. And if you don't want to wear a mask, leave the person that is wearing a mask alone. And I think you're... Si- <laughs> and I hate to, like, be like, well, people are pitted against each other, but I feel like it is that way where... I don't, maybe I'm blind to it, maybe I'm missing it, maybe I'm just not paying attention to it, but I don't feel like people that are not wearing masks are attacking people that are. No, I don't think they are. Now, I'm not necessarily, and I may be somewhat guilty of it where I'm attacking the thought of wearing one and the the understanding and the, the science behind, lack thereof science behind it. Sorry, took a shot there, but, you know, I think at some point you have to just fucking be you. Like, it, it's what you're always taught, right? You do be you, yourself. I'll do me. And we'll just get along. You know, we did it. We did it after 9-11. The whole world was in fucking shambles after that happened. And, you know, this is the new normal. This is... It is what it is. And <clears throat> I think we came out of it. The one thing I am not seeing, like we saw after 9-11, is the unity. No, there's complete divisiveness. This, yeah. So, that's a huge difference. But, you know, looking back on it, I don't... I mean, I was 
15 years old when 9-11 happened. So the world was a lot different place in my eyes. So, But I'm sure for people that were our age now during that time, we're like, holy fuck. You know, and, and saw all those different things going on and, you know, a country going to war and, and stuff like that. So, Yeah, I just... <sighs> We're at war with ourselves. Yeah. And, I mean, it's clearly brought on. It's it, it's only brought on by political connotations. Yeah. Where I just think that you look at. I mean, there's still people out there that were, you know, are 9-11 truthers and think it's an inject job, which is just. And there's going to be. COVID-19 truthers and conspiracy theorists for the rest of our lives and, you know, for eternity. There's going to be somebody that said that this was made in a lab. And um, it is, I don't know, there, but there is, nothing, there is no unity about it. As much as people say we're in this together, um, I think we're the farthest from it as a country. Everybody is against each other. You yeah, s- like just like what I said earlier, you say this, I say that, they say this, they say that. It's, it's there's zero. I don't feel confident in anything I read. Oh no, hundred percent. I well, especially the way you're like on. In Friday, was it Friday? No, it was Saturday. Saturday we had a cookout with friends. Up in Agunquit, and we went out to the beach there, which at the entrance to the beach, just another thing. It's stupid, but they're telling you to put on masks to walk onto the beach, and it's like I'm not wearing a mask on the beach outside. Sorry, no, not gonna fucking happen. No, stay six feet away from me. Well, I, and that's been my whole point with the mask, and that's what I said. You know, on I think it was a Friday or Saturday, I was talking with some friends, and I was like, my whole feeling is if I don't have a mask on. Stay the fuck away from me. Like, if you don't like it, then just stay the fuck away from me. And if we can't... You shouldn't have to wear them outside. I would not take offense to someone being like, can you, you know, please move out of... Like, if it is is impossible for us to maintain six feet of distance and, like, we are crossing, like, if you ask me politely to be like, hey, can you just step over there so, you know, I can pass by you and maintain our... Not a problem, dude. Like... I have no problem trying to help you maintain your six feet of distance from me if that's what you wish. But if you just look at me and be like, why the fuck don't you have your mask on? Well, go fuck yourself. And it's actually a felony to have a mask on and carry a weapon. So, I mean, however you would like to proceed with this conversation, we can. Yeah. You're carrying a weapon? Sure am. Yeah. Um, Fucking thunder and lightning. (laughs) You don't want to get caught in the storm. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to clarify that as a Pat McAfee uh, quote, and I'm yeah. not stealing it. I'm just reusing it. Yeah. And to wrap up our evening, we have Olivia. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody just sounded like you going to say hi, or are you just going to lay on my shoulder? What do you want to tell the people of our podcast? Do you have anything you want to tell them? You love hunting? That a girl. That's my girl. Can I see? Can you what? Can I see? Oh, you want to, You have a helmet on, Goober. <laughs> no, you're fine. Just you're all right. We're not. You can't hear anything right now, anyways. No, it's just you. Just hear Uncle Huey, and you can hear him right now. Yeah. There's nobody talking. There's nobody else talking. What else do we want to tell the people? <laughs> What's your favorite thing you did today? Painting nails. Painting nails. Okay, good. All right. Well done. We'll be right out. We're going to wrap up. You have a good night. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for coming through. And that, folks, was Olivia. 
parts. That was it. Hutchins. And we just ended our live, so this is a perfect time to end the actual recorded podcast. Yes. Look at us. One hour on the nose in five, four, three, two, one.